Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week three waiver wires. We have some interesting players to add this week. We'll go over all of them in just a second. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, which is Fantasy Football Profit or our website, FantasyFootballProfit.com. You can go see all of our rankings throughout the week on the website and be sure to also check out the YouTube page, YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. And hey, go on Patreon if you want to support us as well. Patreon.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. So... Waiver wire, Jeff. Actually, before we talk waiver wire, we talk quick about this Browns Jets games that that's just wrapping up right now. Monday Night Football. Browns twenty three to three lead right now. With two minutes left, and they they looked better tonight, but still Baker Mayfield's kind of a disappointment fantasy wise. I know. What do you think about him him right now? He just looks a little unsure of himself. He threw a little. I don't know. Um, he just looks a little jittery in the pocket. To be honest, uh, obviously with. The guys he has around him, as we saw with Odell tonight, um, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> Odell made another wonderful one-handed grab. He also, on a little slant route, took it to the house because he's, you know, a track and field star. Um, I, I expect him to get back on track. I, after watching him tonight, I I think it's only a, I think it's a couple games away from him getting his swagger back, if you will. So I, I feel much better about this week than I did last. Um, it, it looks like everyone's kind of getting up to speed because Chubb looks pretty good. Odell um, it obviously looks very good. And, you know, if Odell goes, I think the whole team will. Yeah, the people that were really worried that everyone else is going to eat into Odell's workload, it's really not. He has 10 targets. Next is Jarvis with seven. And then it's just four for uh, Chubb, four for Dearness Johnson, uh, the backup running back. And then three for Ratley, who's filling in for Higgins. And then Najoku, though, went out with that nat. I mean, that was a nasty, nasty fall. Ugh, I, that was he. Luckily, it's, it sounds like it's only a concussion, only a concussion, I guess. But looks like a lot worse. But Odell is the best player on the team. He's going to get the targets, and he's going to break them like this. Which I was actually surprised in a way that that was his career long tonight, eighty nine. I feel I figured he had had one previously, but. <laughs> I yeah. like how that's how good he is, though, where we're like, yeah. you've had longer than 89, right? You've had at least a 90. <laughs> right. I thought maybe, but no. So, hey, it was uh, as a Odell Beckham owner, I feel really good. I feel good about it. Baker will be better. Um, he's just maybe we did over. We probably all overrated him a little bit. Hard to believe just uh, like three weeks ago, we were all thinking Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. I'll oh, yeah. Put, and it was, I mean, it wasn't even close either. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Quickly, it's crazy how quickly things change. So, on the Jets side, it, it's hard to really read exactly what anything into any of these players because of the quarterback situation. But it doesn't matter for Bell. The guy's just good. Ten catches, sixty-one yards. So he's still not getting the touchdowns, but the touches are ridiculous. He's yeah, their whole team. Exactly. He's the only one. It, it makes me a little bit worried about injuries or whatever. He did have a fumble this game, um, but even with this team, he. You know, he's the same old Le'Veon Bell. He, he's waiting. He hits the hole. He, you know, he runs with power at the end. He looks really good. When they have Darnold back, that should help. Um, but uh, next week, you know that that is absolutely all they're going to key on. So well, I'm, I'm very interested to see how that, how that kind of goes, especially 
I mean, I can't imagine Falk not having to play their third string quarterback. Um, maybe Simeon somehow escaped that without breaking his ankle, but it looked really, really bad. Even if he did walk off the field, it doesn't sound like a break now, but they're doing an MRI because they're doing an MRI tomorrow. So it's probably not a break, but I don't know how it wasn't a break. Oh, it, it looked, it looked bad. It did. And then, Oh, Hey, how about that? Jarvis Landry just got me a one, uh, a zero yard catch to get me one point, which I win one of my leagues, but you know what? I don't even feel like I should take that point because you know, what? it went for zero <laughs> yards. <laughs> I was going to say, we always talk about this, how useless that is. And that's why PPR is, you know. It was useless. I just won a league. The other guy lost because my player just got a one yard or a zero yard catch. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. That's a first for, an, <laughs> for another day again. Yeah. But all right. Waiver wire time. Not much else in that game. So waiver wire. There's uh guess there's not really many running backs. It's really going to be wide receivers here. And I guess you probably can start off with what the Chiefs wide receivers is that where we're going to start here at the top of the list? Between yeah, I mean, more than likely. Who is it though? Like, is it Demarcus Robinson who had the huge game but didn't do anything week one, or is it Nicole Hardman, the rookie? Like, what what do you think is the best option here? I truly okay. If I was saying if I'm leaning one way, I'm probably leaning Hardman. I but I don't know why. I just uh, yeah. I mean. It, I'll be honest, this one you're just flipping a coin. I would too, but that's only because I kind of liked Hardman better in the preseason, and I thought he was a better fit for Tyreek, obviously. And look, um, Robinson, obviously, if you wanted to pick him, I would be fine with it because, I once again, I think you're guessing. Um, but, hey, I, I think they used both of them, and Hardman, he almost had just as of a ridiculous no, – no, I shouldn't say just, but he almost had a ridiculous day himself. He had one called back. So both of them showed out. I think that either one you play, as long as Tyreek is not in there, has a very good chance at making the big play and going for a touchdown. So I like both of them, to be honest. I do, too. It's just it's tough to figure out which one. I guess you just take your shot. Pick one you like better. Put bids in for both of them. Like Yeah, know, exactly. That's what I would mean, do. Try to get one of them. And the offense is just so great. One of these guys is going to be good. But I guess you got to look at it later on. Tyreek Hill is going to come back. Sammy Watkins is there. This might not be a thing that lasts forever. So Very true. While these two are great pickups, I kind of might still like Terry McLaurin better. Oh, I feel yeah. Like he's the number one there in Washington. He yeah, seems I mean, to be the number one, right? Okay. Like, yeah, very true. I, I mean, obviously, I would I would take him he, first. And he um, just jumped over our threshold just like literally within the last day. When we I started putting the list together yesterday, he was below 40%, and now he's up to 41%. So he's um, out there in a lot of leagues yet. Yeah, if he's still out there, and that's why I didn't bring him yeah. up because he was over our threshold. But yeah, if he's out there, get Tor- Terry McLaurin. He he was already, I mean, what, he jumped 33% after week one. Um, then he delivered on week two as well. And and let's be honest, too, if if Washington doesn't look good, I, I don't think that Dwayne Haskins coming in will hurt him either. Um, if people are worried about the changing of the guard from Case Keenum to Haskins. I think this kid is the real deal. I think he should be a viable option to at least have on your your bench, um, and it'll be fun to find out you know what else he can do as the year progresses. Well, in the whole, if if Dwayne Haskins becomes the quarterback thing, I mean, he played with Terry McLaurin in college. Yeah, even better. So right, I mean, you could use that narrative if you want. Yep. <laughs> I just I like him. I think he's going to be a good player here, and he's the he's going to be the number one on the Redskins while. I mean, Hardman or Robinson, 
once we get, you know, in fantasy playoffs, they're going to be like, what, the fourth receiving option on the team behind, you know, Tyreek and Sammy and Kelsey. I mean, yes. It's still, though, is, <laughs> the fourth, is the fourth option in the Kansas City offense better than the number one in the Washington offense? Yeah, and that's what it comes down <laughs> to because I was going to say Robinson outscored him, you know, no matter what he did. And, uh, you know, Hardman, just with the 61 in touchdown, almost tied him uh, for what he did last week. So it doesn't take a whole lot in that, in that KC offense for you to be a really good option. So I say the next guy I put on my list would have been, for wide receiver-wise, I put uh, Debo Samuel. I I liked what I saw from him in his second game. He looked pretty solid. Didn't you know? He didn't do much at all in week one. Only three for seventeen, but then five for eighty-seven and a touchdown in the second game. And the 49ers look good. They do. And so yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to go into the whole. Are we going to talk about quarterbacks? Probably not. Well, yeah, yeah. There's not much to. We'll, yeah, we'll, we can I, glance. I was going to say, the, and it goes into that though. I would looked at the quarterbacks, and obviously, there's not a whole lot there, but. Um, but I believe, unless I am incorrect on the uh, rankings or the percentages owned, but Garoppolo is actually still out there in a lot of them. And what he showed lately, I think he would be a good pickup, especially for a streamer, because he's, I think he plays one game and then he has a bye. But they're also playing Pittsburgh. So I really like San Fran to kind of carry that momentum over. And I like uh, Garoppolo for next week as well. Um, okay, I'm not re- recommending this guy. I just want to say his name on this podcast one last time, and then I will never bring him up ever again in the history of the show. And Devontae Parker, <laughs> if if you ever hear me bring up his name ever again, just shoot it down real quick. <laughs> that team is bad. He he's I don't even care. Maybe he could have been something, but he's not ever going to be on that team. No, did and, you see Miami traded yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick is- for another first round? So they're going to have what it was it three first round yeah. picks and two second. This is uh, one of the um, biggest tanking <laughs> jobs I've ever seen ever. This is crazy. Unbelievable. It is something. So, yeah, don't I won't ever mention that name again. So what other what other do you have any other receivers here you're looking at? Um, not I mean, not really. I, those are <laughs> those were the big ones. I, I say yeah, the only no. other one that's even like they're not. I mean, this is this is just if you're in desperate need, I guess. It's um, oh. DJ Chark. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, know, Chark is out there. I, I do like he's him. Int- he's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like what is going on in Jacksonville, but the past two games, he's done well in both. Um, even when, you know, even when they're going against Houston, you wouldn't think that he had anything going. He had seven receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. So the the uh, at least the volume is there throwing his way. Yeah, because really, I mean, Chark and uh, Chris Conley, both of them there have had very, very, you know, decent games for two games here. They've been, they've been fine, but I mean, I I don't like anything about that team right now. So it's hard to recommend them, but if you're in a deeper league or you're really desperate, I guess you throw one of them in and maybe not feel the worst about it, but not feel great either. Other than that, I mean, I might take a, I still, if you have a bench spot open, I wouldn't mind throwing Paris Campbell on the bench on a deep bench just because maybe, maybe in the future, I like throwing guys that might be able to break out at some point. If you can, if you can afford it, this isn't like, yeah, I think don't use a spot that you need. It's just, right, right. Are, yeah, that's very, that. very low priority on that one. Exactly. Other than that though, wide receiver wise, I don't, I mean, I really just don't have a lot and yeah, it, it's just not, not there. Even, um, so, uh, our, our Sega Whiteside. 
he I was thinking maybe with all those injuries, you know, yesterday with the Eagles, maybe he would step up and do something, but there wasn't anything there. No. So. Uh, yeah, he's been uh, disappointing. I was hoping he was going to step up sooner. But, yeah, and then if you're if you're really in a, a bind, the other two names that I would look at that I, I'd be thinking just to fill in if all of these other guys go away. Um, but Dranmo Allison, he caught a touchdown last week. You're just always wondering who that number two is going to come up. He could kind of explode any given week. I don't really know. And the other guy, if you're just looking to get some like safety points, uh, Cole Beasley. Um, I four catches for what 84 yards last week. I expect him to continue to get a lot of that because he's going to be that you know middle of the field kind of guy. And there's only one other viable wide receiver there, um, as we've seen so far. Nothing to get excited about, but this is you know if you're really really desperate. So over at the running back spot, there it really isn't much right now. I mean, there's a there's some a lot of backups. There's there's promising backups, I guess, a couple spots, but they're backups. I don't even know who I'd put number one. I might just still put I might put Jalen Samuels number one, even though he's out of there's a couple guys that might get more work than him. But if the James Conner injury turns into more than what they think it is right now, Samuels becomes a great option. It's not even a great option anymore, is it? without Ben. Well, I mean, you're it's getting a, it's a starting a running back. It's yeah, a good exactly. option. It's a good option. Yeah. So I would still put him there, but if this is more, that's more long-term play. But if you need a guy to start this week right now, I think you pick up Frank Gore and you play him. <laughs> Sadly enough, I mean, he would be up there. He's getting, I mean, he's only owned in 16.4% of leagues. He... I mean, how many carries did he get last week? So he get uh, yeah, so 19 carries. He had 11 the first week. He's not going away. He got a touchdown last week as as well. My only fear is they he pre- they got to play New York twice, right? New York Jets and then New York Giants. Obviously, uh, the Giants are not very good. So you wonder if Cincinnati will be rougher. And then if you do have to play him one more time, New England, which I definitely I I wouldn't want to play him. No, um, just it's literally a one week play. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're in dire straits, he will get quite a few cares. You would well, think this yeah. upcoming week, and that's with, really all you can count on. With the Singletary, you know, injury, it, it's not. I don't. It's nothing too serious. It doesn't sound like, but still, they're not going to really probably rush him to play much. And the Bengals, they're playing against the Bengals. Bengals let the 49ers run all over them. Um, Sunday. It's just that combination of things makes me. You know, I'm saying this for me. I'm probably playing him this week. If, if anybody's listening in our league, I'm picking him up. You try to outbid me for Frank Gore. See what happens. <laughs> How crazy is that? Uh, not what I thought was going to happen. And that's uh, unfortunate, too, with the Singletary injury. We'll find out more. But um, where would you find um, the other guy that is interesting to me, and I know that you have him on one of your teams, is Raheem Mostat. So, obviously, the Second running, I don't know, third running, whoever he is, he's one of the other running backs for San Francisco. However, they decide to use all of those guys. Um, he had a, he looked really good. I mean, all three of them did. But where would you consider him as far as the running back waiver this week? I mean, this is, this is the part where it really depends on what you're looking for. If you don't need, if he's a guy that you're not really looking to use right now, I don't, I still think Samuels might be slightly better. But if you're looking, he's better than Gore if you're more long term. You know, what I mean, it's just it's it's that's why it's hard to rank these guys because it all depends on what you need. If you need a player for this week, I still think you might pick Gore. But 
he would be second and then Samuels. And then the other way around, like Samuels, I think still a better long term, and he's probably second with Gore third. Um, I like him though. I think he's a good player and he's looked good, but I, I mean, Matt Breda looked good too. So he's just not going to go away. And Breda showed signs last year that he could be pretty good. But the thing with Breda, I guess, is could he get hurt here at any point? He was, he, he was, he was hurt a little bit last year. Man, I, I have a hard time with this, but I like, I like Mustard. I don't, I don't know where to put him right here. <laughs> this is really tough for me. I'm trying to talk myself into it though, because he's on my team. I'm trying not to like let that cloud my judgment right here. I know, but it's a danger because they looked so good Brita. last week. He did. And he's behind Brita, and was that you know that he's played Tampa and Cincinnati so far? Those two aren't very you know at that challenging. So that's part of it. I think he's. I think he's going to be useful though. I think he's going to be a useful player who you could probably play as a flex and. He's probably a better if you're looking for a guy for more long term. They, man, there's it's just so many. It just it's so hard because what do you need on your team here? I don't know. What would you go with here? I mean, Frank Gore. Obviously, we're just saying it's a one week play. That's it for Frank Gore. If you need a guy this week and you just need some points, and you're not even worried about upside, you're just looking about just baseline points. You throw in Frank Gore. That's it though for him. That's the only reason you're picking him up. So, do you like Samuels or do you like Mostert for like long term? For long term, and Samuels though, because we get the J- James Conner injury situation, and right. Conner just hasn't been that good. Well, that's my thing with Conner being hurt. I like Jalen Samuels, uh, and I, I kind of liked him before. Obviously, that was before the offense really struggled. But I'm not gonna lie, Mostert. Um, if I really had to rank him and Gore next to one another. I would probably lean Gore, but I really do like Raheem's upside. And even when he, like last week, he they really did it up. I mean, they, they looked un, unstoppable on offense for a little bit. But even week one against Tampa Bay, and, and once again, both, even though neither of these teams, Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, were that great, these were both away games for San Fran. So, and, you know, and they're beginning the, the year as well. But he got nine carries, turned it into 40 yards. And then this past one um, against Cincinnati, 13 carries for 83 yards. So he's making the most out of his carries at the moment. And then he also tacked on three receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown, which he really shined. And I'm wondering if they will start using him in that role a little more. Um, I don't know. My the, the big question for me is Wilson. If they decide not to use Wilson quite as much, and um, those touchdowns that he got last week kind of go up for grabs. Uh, Brita and Mostert would be very viable options, but I guess that could you could say the same thing about Mostert and then giving it to Wilson. You know, no matter how you do it, you can talk yourself into it, no matter which running right, back in San you Fran really you're talking about. Yeah, but um, I, I really do like his upside. But yeah, I think Jalen Samuels for the long term because of Connor's injury, uh, definitely I would take him first. And then Gore for a one-week kind of uh, just plug and play and hope that he gets in the end zone kind of deal. And so running back wise though, that's it for guys you're like looking for, you know, that could play sooner. They're really, everything else is a handcuff, but there is some interesting ones. I'll say, I mean, I still think Alexander Madison's a good handcuff to have just because how good that running game has been with Dalvin cook. And I think Madison could step in and be good too. I think he's a must own if you're a cook owner here. And the other ones, Tony Pollard, same thing, you know, with Zeke. 
I just think those are guys you really just should have because I believe no matter what, they will be good if they if they had to step in. I don't feel like that for every situation with handcuffs always, but those two for sure. And even like Justice Hill, I think Justice Hill, if Mark Ingram went down, he'd be a pretty decent option with how good the Ravens have been playing. And then I guess one more I'll throw out there. I'll throw out Darwin Thompson only because of, you know, both, um, what's his name? McCoy and Damian Williams looked, were a little banged up on Sunday. So they got to use somebody. I don't know if it would be a great option though. Cause I think they would just throw the ball all the time. So they might not use him very much. Right. I think I would throw one other guy out there and that would be Justin Jackson. Um, you know, Eckler has looked really, really good, but Justin Jackson has made the most out of his carries as well. Um, as I was just talking about the yards per clip, the, you know, in the first two games, he only got six carries against Indianapolis. He turned it into 57 yards, though, and then he also got seven carries against Detroit, turned it into 59. So he's averaging over eight yards per carry in the last two games, which I realize is a very small sample size, but seeing how well Eckler is doing as well, uh, I have to believe that he would be a very good option if Eckler ever went down or if it became more of a split. No, I agree. It's kind of sad, though. There's like nothing. <laughs> there's a couple. There's nothing right now in running backs. You're like literally thinking of Frank Gore as your possible best option with, you know, Raheem Mostert and Jalen Samuels. It's just it's all handcuffs after that. Somebody at some point, there'll be something here. I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe, and, right? Yeah. Yep, and another guy, just because he's barely over our threshold, but I figure we might as well mention him, is Carlos Hyde. He's only owned in four, almost 45% of leagues, so he would de- definitely be out there for a lot of people. Where would he rank as far as compared to Gore? Because I he, feel like no, they're very be, similar. He'd be number one. He'd be number one. <laughs> okay, yeah. For sure. He, he um, He's just he's going to get the volume for sure. And he's, you know, he's actually looked pretty – he's looked decent. He's not spectacular, but he's he's decent. He's, he's a better Frank Gore, so – Right. Okay. Yeah, very, very good. That's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. So beautiful. So, all right. I guess we'll move tight end. There's not a lot here. Like really there's, at all. No, there's a couple names. Well, really? Okay. There's a really only, uh, there's two names, I guess that I will bring up, but you know, begrudgingly. So the first one I have to put up here and I, if Najoku really does have a concussion, he's going to miss multiple weeks. I'll probably be going after this guy, but, um, <laughs> really, really sad state of affairs, but, uh, will Disley, uh, you don't really know what you're getting with him, but it feels like this guy outperforms what he's athletically capable of. <laughs> and he right. caught two touchdowns last week in week one. I'm going to chalk it up to, uh, the injury. And, um, Obviously, last year, he actually had pretty good production as well before he got injured. Um, so, yeah, he would definitely be my, on the top of my tight end list. Yeah, there's just not a lot there. I mean, I mean, maybe yeah, if you need somebody, I guess I might pick him. I'm trying to think. I'm looking who else. Um, I don't even know who else I'd go for here. <laughs> And know what? I I think that he should be available because he's only owned in 2.2% of leagues. <laughs> yeah, there's really – I mean, what else are you going to go with? Are you going to go with well, uh, Tyler Eifert? Like, you could go I, – what I like are – there. I was actually uh, cracking up because I looked at Eifert's stats and he – I think he had like five catches and then seven. But I think he went like 25 and then 35 yards with that. Like they're throwing – 
screens to him every time or something. He did catch a touchdown, but I, I just have no faith in him. I think I would almost rather go for like a Noah fan. Yeah, just for some potential, I guess. Or, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's kind of ugly right now. Both, I mean, because at this point, all the, the, the free agent pickups are gone. You know, the, the Mark Andrews, the Darren Waller, the TJ Hawkinson, they're all gone at this point. So you just kind of hope somebody else jumps in there, I guess. You know, that's a, not not really much else. And then, hey, so, you know, do you want? I can trade you Mark Andrews in our league if you want. Yeah, that would be great. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> oh no, no, thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But if you, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So, other than that, I guess streaming defenses for this week. There's one that is better than the rest. I would say by far. I mean, obviously by far. It's just basically whoever plays Miami in this week is <laughs> Dallas, right? So it's it's Dallas this week because they're playing Miami in. They're not a bad defense anyway. This could be a great, I mean, as you learned from having the Patriots on on your team last week, it's a great option. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a wonderful option. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that the rest of the year, that is always going to be the go-to. If you can find who is going to do it, and especially if you have like a defense that you're kind of starting in and out, and you're kind of like, all right, which uh, this week – you know, they they just have a tough matchup. Go and find out, um, even if they're playing someone that's a, a, like a, a middling defense at best, I still think that with how bad Miami is, they're, they're going to have a, a great day. And then if you can't get them, you know, I don't think San Francisco is a bad option anymore. I wouldn't have thought this a couple weeks ago. This is crazy how things can change so quickly. So... A few weeks ago, if you would have said, oh, I'm going to recommend the San Francisco 49ers defense playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you'd think I'm crazy. But I don't know if that's crazy right now. San Francisco's looked pretty good for two games. And now you get Mason Rudolph getting to play his first full game. How's that going to play out? That might not be very pretty. San Francisco could, they could be a good option. I don't, how would you feel about picking them this week? You still kind of, it's just not feel great about it i i feel i feel okay about it i'm a, a little skeptical on how poor minnesota has been um to be honest i feel like they could kind of bust out at any moment but i don't know i, I feel like i'm riding a little too high on san fran right now i, I really like them but I, I feel like i'm giving them a little too much credit yeah, so hopefully you just get dallas this week right just get dallas and actually you no know, i was looking though I was looking at like this the schedule coming coming up here soon. I think if for some reason the Patriots were still out there, which they shouldn't be playing Miami, but they have a really good schedule coming up here. Yeah. That's and one of the better ones. Without they're out their own and more, but like that's if you could get your hands on them, I think they have a really good schedule. Yeah, I, I picked them up because they're they really do have just a cupcake schedule in the beginning of the see, I mean, I think I was planning to ride them for four or five games because of the people that are about to come up. I think week one was their their toughest opponent. Uh, obviously, you take it with a grain of salt because it's early in the season and you'll find out. But not only that, but if Patriots aren't owned, definitely pick them up because not only do they have a good schedule, but they're just a very good defense this year as well. I know that a little overblown with the Miami thing, but you just look at who they have on their team and how they usually do. Um, you know, usually they're kind of a middle kind of a middle-of-the-road kind of defense, and they get better as they go. 
they have some real players on it this time around, and they uh, they kept a lot of talent. So I think that they're kind of underrated going into the season even. And then uh, I guess the other like, two other options I think are pretty solid. Titans are playing uh, Jacksonville this week. So, you know, I'm, I'm really not sold on Gardner Minshew, really. I don't know about you. He's, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he's, just, he's just kind of fine. He's just okay. I think the Titans could do something there. And then, you know, honestly, the the Packers have been a pretty good defense for two weeks. And now they're playing against the Broncos, whose offense really isn't doing anything. So Packers against the Broncos could be a good one as well. I mean, Joe Flacco's just not going to get it done. No, but the trouble with that one is they don't really turn the ball over. Um, so I, I could see them kind of not giving up a lot of points. But I think you kind of cap yourself because I think – as we saw with even the Chicago Bears, I would have to look at how many points they were able to get out of them. Um, but it, that's just a very difficult offense to take advantage of because they don't really do anything special. <laughs> All right, and then I guess we finish up with quarterbacks. What do you got at the quarterback list here? Not there's not a lot, so there's no. I, I think um, uh, mine would be Garoppolo. I, I like him. Uh, I can't say his percentage as, at the moment, but I believe when I looked. He was still available in, in uh, the majority. Um, I, I like him against Pittsburgh. Uh, I am buying into that offense, even though I wasn't sure about the defense. Um, but actually, they're playing Pittsburgh. I don't know why I said Minnesota earlier. Um, anyway, so I caught myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I like them better against Pittsburgh with uh, Rudolph going and, and getting his first official start. Um, but, yeah, I like Garoppolo. What about you? I You know, he's looking pretty decent. That, that whole team is. So... It's this might be one of them that we were just wrong on, or maybe it was just like a year off. Remember, I mean, last year before the season, this was the forty. The forty ers were the, you know, the trendy pick, and Garoppolo was way up there in ranks. Maybe we were just one year off after the injury. You know, so maybe this is the year, and he's he's solid. I don't. I'm trying to think. Would I like him more, or would what about Josh Allen? Just because yeah, Josh I, Allen gets it done in different ways. He he does, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I had a hard time buying him to it last year, too, and I, I get it. He, he rushes, and last week he got a rushing touchdown as well, I believe, and kind of bolstered that number. But the way Garoppolo is playing, I'd much rather take the better team. And I think the difference between last year and me saying, like, I don't, I don't really see Garoppolo before the injury, obviously, but really see it for Garoppolo is because he didn't have near as many weapons. And this was before the emergence of Kittle. I mean, he really – and this is before he got Debo Samuels. And this is before they – um, had all three of those, you know, special running backs we were just talking about. Um, he has so many weapons that I feel very safe that you can't take all of them away. That's why I think that being just a good field general will be enough for him to put up some real fancy points. So I like him uh, in this game especially, but I'm very interested to see him moving forward. If they can continue really spreading the ball around, it'll be a nightmare for other teams. Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it for waiver wire. Again, not... Not the greatest week, but hey, players will become. We might not think that now, but maybe one of these couple of these guys breaks out and is better than we think. But I think there's some good solid receivers there, though, at least. And just you know, keep trying to find guys on the wire. You'll get you'll get better and better. So, all right, I think that'll do it. We'll be back tomorrow. A little uh, little rankings talk as we head into week three. Talk to you guys then.